Hey, you're listening to the Grace City Daily Podcast from here to there. Hey, happy Tuesday morning or evening, I guess, depending on uh, when you're listening to this. I do want to say on the front end before we dive into Psalm chapter 7, I think that as these days continue to get longer, as we further get into quarantine and self-isolation, it's going to be more and more, uh, I think, difficult for us in a lot of ways. Uh, It begins to kind of wear this idea of you know, if you're an introvert, you're probably enjoying the space from people. If you're an extrovert, you're definitely, this is a bit harder for you. But I think on the front end, there can be a tendency to think, okay, I, you know, I can catch up on some stuff on my Netflix or Disney Plus or, or whatever uh, that thing is for you. But as the longer we go into this, the more difficult I think this is going to get. And so it's going to be important for you to really lean in uh, to pray to fast, to journal, to read your Bible, to spend time being formed in a way that's for your good, both emotionally, spiritually, uh, and physically for your health the longer that we get into this. And so I just want to say that on the front end, because I know, man, if you're like me and you're like my wife, you're, you're beginning to feel more and more every day that we're into this thing. It just it gets, it seems to get harder. Okay, so let's look at Psalm 7. Uh, again, a Psalm of David. We're just going to look at Psalm 1 and 2 um, for today. I think there's a couple of really strong, important thoughts, especially that really hit with where we are right now. So here it is, Psalm 7, just 1 and 2. It says, Lord my God, I seek refuge in you. Save me from all my pursuers and rescue me. For they will tear me like a lion, ripping me apart with no one to rescue me. So what happens here is 1 and 2 is a cry for deliverance. Verses 3 and 5 is a confession of righteousness. Verses 6 through 10 is a call for judgment and salvation. 11 through 16 is a confession of God's justice and the curse of the wicked or on the wicked. And then verse 17 really ends with a commitment to worship. So David's going to run through all of this and at the end say, and I'm committed to worship you. I believe you're going to deliver me. I believe you're going to come against my enemies because you're just and right and good. Uh, and I'm going to worship you. Whatever happens, I'm going to worship you. Okay, well, let's look at verse 1. Uh, verse 1 begins then with a confession and a call, which reveals really two things. It reveals the character of God, and it reveals David's relationship with him, right? So he says, Lord my God. Now, what does David use there? He uses a, pos- a possessive pronoun, my. What is he saying? He's saying that God, or Yahweh, as they would translate it, is personal to him, right? He's personal to David. He's claiming intimacy with God here. This is what I love about this verse, is it's not this far off God, this this God that's too high to approach and, and talk with and ask for deliverance and help. He's saying, no, my God, the one that I, I know, the one that I walk in relationship with, the God that has been the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of my people, he's my God. He, he's mine. Now, if David can claim that in the Old Testament, before the New Covenant, before Jesus came uh, officially on the scene, right, in flesh, but before all of that, how much more do we, on this side of the New Covenant, on this side of Jesus uh, living, dying, and being rose again on our behalf, right? Hebrew says that, the, the language that Hebrew uses, it says that we have a high priest. So we can approach 
the throne of God with confidence and boldness because Jesus has made a way for us to do that. And so if David can do that, how much more so, if David can approach God with this this personal uh, possessive pronoun, how much more can we do it as those following the way of Jesus, as those who've committed our life to Christ, uh, we even more so than David have the ability to be able to claim that. Okay, so what's the second thing that it does here? So it's revealing our relationship or David's relationship with God, but also ours as well. But it's also revealing the character of God. This is why he says, I seek refuge in you, right? Maybe your translation says, in you I put my trust. That literally, literally saying, I believe that you can pull me out of this, right? I, I believe. Now, David, uh, a lot of times David would flee to a fortress or a cave for security reasons to, to get away from. Uh, he was always having people pursue him and his he was a king and so whether that was Saul before he became a king uh, before David became a king Saul was pursuing him or his sons pursuing him he just always had people coming and so a lot of times what we see is he would go to a fortress or a cave but in this moment David's saying no I'm coming to you I'm, I'm fleeing to you God I'm asking you to be my help now because God is trustworthy David knows that he can say save and rescue me Right, this call of salvation is a call for liberation and for rescue. Uh, the the verb translated save here. So when he says save, that means to give me width and breadth, to give me space. It's almost like if you were standing on a in a football field in the middle of the field, and he's saying save. He's saying give me the width, the breadth, and give me the space. The Lord is called. Essentially, the Lord is called into battle here to give David breathing room. That's what David's asking for. He's saying, will you give me breathing room? Will you establish space against those who persecute me and those who are pursuing me? Right? Okay, so now we see the, the parallel verse. So if he's saying, save me, give me space, the parallel verse calling upon God to rescue or deliver him employs a verb um, that, that can be used for taking the prey out of the mouth of an animal. So David uses this, this same verb when he recalls that as a shepherd he had to rescue a lamb out of a lion's mouth. We see this in 1 Samuel 7.35. He says, I delivered the lamb from its mouth, and when it rose against me, I caught it by the beard and struck and killed it. Now, let's just acknowledge the fact that he just uh, killed a lion. But the, the same verb that he's using there for delivered the lamb is the same one for rescue or for deliver here in this moment. So he's saying, man, can you pull me out of that? I mean, if you think about being the, uh, the mouth of a lion, you're in a, that's a helpless situation. I mean, there, there's not a, a, no amount of strength that you're going to be able to do that. That, that lamb that we saw in that situation can't, has not, doesn't have the resources to get out of the situation that it's in. I think that's a similar place that, that we're in. I mean, we're going to lean into medical care and their advice and medicine. We're going to pray all those things. We're also asking God, man, will you rescue and deliver us? Can, can you do that? I mean, this is why David says at the, um, uh, at the end of uh, into two, he says, or they will tear me like a lion, ripping me apart with no one to rescue me. I mean, there's a sense of desperation there in, in what David is saying. 
And, and so David's call for deliverance is based on what? It's based on God's faithfulness, his love, and power to rescue. Let me, I want to say that again. His, his call for deliverance is based on the fact that God is faithful, that God is loving, and that God has the power to rescue and deliver us. Essentially, David is relying upon the character of God to face his enemies in this situation. And I think we're in the same place. I think in our prayers, I think in our conversations with people, we're relying on the character of God to help us move through this, not only to end this um, virus, but also to help us get through this in a way that's healthy and right um, and, and come out of this on the other end of it as more spiritually formed people. For tuning along, uh, continue to follow us on social media. All of our, our stuff is Grace City Boston or go to our website, gracecityboston.com to stay most updated on everything that's happening. We have uh, weekly Sunday worship happens at 5.30. You can find that on our main website along with this daily podcast as well. And thanks so much.